Hey, this is Steve Hernandez, host of the Waterwise Pro Podcast, and I thank you for joining me on the second episode. And this is going to be on getting started on your journey through the operator certification program. And uh, it doesn't matter what state you're in. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to cover how to see what's going on within your uh, state. Uh, we're going to focus on California because that's where most of my followers are from. Uh, from, but it applies to all states and all operators. Okay. So you guys heard the first introduction of my experience of a supervisor that uh, just wasn't very supportive in my growth and my future. And so what happened was I never went to him for printing out uh, applications, asking him for uh, when the next deadline was to get my application for the next operator exam. I got really familiar with what um, the, the operator certification program was all about. At that time, it was California Department of Public Health. Now it's California uh, um, State Water Resource Control Board. Okay, now if you're in Nevada, it's Nevada Department of Environmental Protection. Uh, different states have different uh, state regulatory agencies. Look um, to see who is your authority agency for operator certification is in your state and, um, and, and get started there, okay? And you can go on that website and find some general information about the operator certification program. You can find uh, treatment operator certification uh, information, distribution operator certification, or if you are a certified operator in your state, you can find out how to renew um, your licenses as well. You can just Google California State Water Resource Control Board and you can find all this information. Okay, so let's just get started. Um, like I said, I wouldn't ask for uh, any of those applications. It, it came down to me not even asking for boot reimbursements, even though the city uh, that I worked for allowed it. You know, uh, I just didn't want him thinking that he was helping me out in any way. So, you know, shame on me for just, you know, letting him get the best of me. But at the same time, what it did was it forced me to get certified, learn all I could about the program and and just figure it out on my own. OK, so for those that have support in their organization, that's great. Uh, more power to you. Keep it going and, and, and listen to whatever your supervisor or your um, your peers are telling you to get certified, take classes, all that good stuff. It's all great. Okay, so within that um, website, okay, it tells us what to read. It tells us when to get those applications in. It tells us how much the application the the tests are going to cost and how much to renew is going to cost. All that good stuff. Okay, so I didn't pass my D one the first time, the D two that or the T one the first time. Okay, or the T two the first time. So. Um, I had to really knuckle down and figure out how I can um, pass these tests, okay? Because the first time I took an exam, I had to take my uh, my T1 and get my Class B license to pass probation. It was a six-month probation. And that was a lot of stress uh, on, you know, someone that's just getting out getting into the industry, having to pass a T1 within six months of, of starting in the industry, not having any background in treatment or had taken any classes, okay? So didn't pass them and um, felt really crappy. And so I had to just, like, just had to figure out, um, how to pass them. And so what I did was I went on the state's website, okay, and it had expected range of knowledge. Under expected range of knowledge, it tells us uh, more or less, you know, what they're going to ask for, okay. So in distribution, they ask us uh, quite a few, uh, you know, different topics. They ask about disinfection. They ask about distribution system design and hydraulics, equipment operation, maintenance, maintenance and inspections, water regulations, management and safety, water mains and piping, and water quality and water sources, okay? So uh, those 100 questions they give us on our exams, okay, again, we're talking about California. They ask about 100 questions um, on the exams, and they're going to ask us about all those different topics. And there's a bunch of subtopics within those categories, okay? And so, um, you know, where do you find all that information from, okay? So it tells us in that, that website, 
okay, for the D1 to D2, they're pulling information out of the California State University of Sacramento's Office of Water Programs uh, books, those Ken Carey books, right? Everybody talks about Ken Carey. Uh, all states use uh, Sacramento um, uh, University's uh, books, the Ken Carey books. And so for D1 to D2, we should have the Small Water Systems Operations and Maintenance book and the Water Distribution System Operations and Maintenance book, okay? Also, through AWWA, American Water Works Association, we should have the Water Distribution Operator Training Handbook, Basic Science Concepts and Applications um, textbook as well, okay? And also now they have, uh, you know, like a grades 1 to 2 and grades uh, 3 and 4 textbooks for water distribution operators studying for their state exams, okay? And so, yeah, so there's that. Uh, for the D3, it tells us that we need to have a couple more books, okay? If you're going for your D3, it wants us to review the uh, AWWA books, Water Transmissions and Distributions, uh, Water Distribution Operator Training Handbook, Water Sources, Water Quality, okay? Um, also, um, for the D4, if you're taking the D4 in the state of California, they're going to be reviewing uh, those Ken Carey books, the Water Distribution System Operation and Maintenance, and AWWA's Water Distribution Operator Training Handbooks, Water Utility Management Practices, and Safety Practices for Water Utilities, okay? Also, emergency uh, planning for water utilities and state and federal laws and regulations related to the water industry, okay? So if that's if you're going for your D4. And uh, in California, we have the D5. I think we're the only state that uh, goes up to uh, grade 5 for distribution and treatment. So if you're taking your D5, they're going to be quizzing you on the Ken Carey book, the Distribution System Operations and Maintenance, and the American Water Works Association um, Water Distribution Operator Training Handbook. So this is straight off the state's website. So they're telling us uh, what booklets to read. Um, what I've done is I've created study guides for distribution and treatment. I've narrowed down those books. Okay, so we got like you know about half a dozen books total, and uh, you know they're you know all pretty extensive reading and. Not a lot of pictures, not a lot of stuff that we can relate to or just kind of understand from just reading the textbooks. So I've created text um, study guides that, um, you know, are there for operators to help out. So that's another resource as well. And that's basically um, all you'll pretty, pretty much need to get through your, uh, you know, your state certification programs. Um, unless your state is, um, you know, implying that there's something else um, that they're pulling uh, information from. But for the majority of, of states, uh, specifically in California, Th those are the two resources, okay? So Sacramento State University and AWWA. Getting started when we're studying. So what I would normally do is I wouldn't really start studying until I got my application in, okay? And you can start before that. But um, as soon as you get that application in, that's when you start to study, okay? Everybody says, oh, all I need is 70% to pass, and that's all I'm worried about. But I say don't set yourself uh, up to fail. Let's say I want to get an A. I want to you know get 100%. I want to knock it out of the park because if you say all I need is 70%, then you're studying for a C minus, and that's necessarily not necessarily going to get you to pass that test. Okay, you're not going to put in the hard work, but uh, just remember, big goals demand big action. So I'm going to study to win. Okay, practice to win. Uh, space practice versus mass practice. Um, what we're doing there, uh, what I mean by that is basically you you don't need to study and cram every day every day for hours and hours. All it is is just you know short you know very you know quality uh, sessions. Okay, so, you know, 10 to 20 minutes each day, just study hard. Maybe you can do, you know, two of those a day would be great. But I think like, you know, a couple months out, at least 20 minutes of studying, but make sure that it's, um, it's quality. Okay, you don't have the TV going, you can go to the, you know, the man cave or, or the she shed or whatever, and, uh, and go and, and study. Okay, 
even if you have a bunch of responsibilities, you know, like I said in some of my classes before, if you, you know, you get home and you, you know, call mama on the phone, just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to be in the driveway. I'm going to be in the car just studying, you know, can I just get, you know, 20 minutes to study my booklet? And, uh, because I know once I hit the door, um, I got to be dad and, you know, and, and take on those responsibilities. But if I can just get these 20 minutes in, um, you know, I'll, I'll hit it full, you know, full force when I hit the door. Right, babe. And then, uh, you know, what she'll probably do is she'll probably send the kids out there to go, to go get you anyways, but it's all good. We're going to just study hard. And, and that's what I'm getting as you study, uh, quality over quantity. Okay. Being real transparent. Um, I, I didn't read all that well, um, growing up. And so they, they used to pull me out of class in second grade and, and they'd walk me down the hallway to the reading improvement program. On the, on the door, it said reading improvement program, right? And it was me and maybe a, a couple other kids from other classes who did walk us all down at the same time. Reading improvement program, okay? It said RIP on the door, okay? And so RIP is something that I associated with the tombstones my parents made for Halloween, you know, every year. And so I didn't know what the hell was on the other side of the door, right? RIP, rest in peace, is what I thought, right? But no, it was a reading improvement program. And so I've always struggled with reading and comprehension, and, and my mind starts to wander as I'm reading. And even to this day, I'm 38 years old. I'm still uh, kind of still have those same issues as where, you know, I'm trying to focus on reading, and I'm thinking about what I'm going to wear tomorrow, you know, what I feel like eating right now, but I'm not concentrating on the actual the words that are in the book, okay, and, that, and the information I'm, I'm supposed to be kind of retaining. And so what I do is, I'll read it, okay, and I'll write it. I'll make flashcards, okay, read it, write it, you know, draw illustrations. I always, like, you know, doodle, like to draw in, in class and stuff. And so I'll read it, write it, draw some pictures, okay, of whatever the topic is um, that I'm trying to learn. And then they make those flashcards, and, they, and you know, flashcards are huge, okay, because everybody learns differently. Everybody learns, whether you know, some people can read, read instructions and they just get it. Um, some people have to visually, you know, see it to understand it. And, you know, so we all learn differently. Okay. So write what you read notes and flashcards. And, you know, if you're following the, uh, the, um, the podcast, you've probably come from the Instagram. And so, uh, I post a lot of stuff on the Instagram, kind of like flashcards, whether it be multiple choice questions or math questions. So there's that, there's a couple apps out there that, uh, that work as flashcards as well. So Set the mood, sets and sounds. Okay, so um, what we're talking about in uh, setting the mood for when you're studying, um, all I mean is, is uh, you know, if I'm if I'm studying at home or if I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to concentrate on something I'm working on in the office at work, um, I don't have any, you know, uh, outside noise going on. Like what I mean by that is like, you know, I don't have, you know, mu- music going or, you know, the TV's not blaring or the kids aren't running around. Like I'm just focused on, on my material. Um, if I do have any music, it's instrumental music or some jazz, some John Coltrane or something like that, uh, just to get me to kind of focus on uh, my material. But if I'm listening to, you know, trap music or, you know, any kind of rap music uh, while I'm studying or while I'm shooting an email to the director, um, he's probably going to get some lyrics of that, you know, that song on the email. And I don't necessarily want that. Right. So so uh, set the mood when you're studying and uh, just kind of make sure you're getting in the zone. okay? because what's going to happen is um, if you're not doing that, you're not concentrating, you're not going to retain that material and you're going to be spending more time uh, messing around with that material then you need to okay just get in study hard you know make sure you're focused while you're studying and, and it'll stick but if you got all this noise around you then uh it's, it's just not gonna or just what i mean by noise is that's distractions okay it's just not gonna stick okay and then um you know we all need these uh exams to uh level up ba- basically or cert up in our uh, careers and so just keep this in mind okay 
as we journey through this career, okay, um, you know, when I started in the career, I guess I was 20 years old, we talked about retirement, you know, 35 years, um, you know, it just seemed like a long ways to retire at 55, okay. And so um, what I understood was that my ret- retirement was based off of my base salary, okay. My retirement is based on my base salary, okay. So if it's not based on all the overtime, it's not based on all the standby hours or any of that stuff that we work, it's based on that base salary, okay? So what is our base salary based on? It's based on years of experience and certification. So you can have, you know, 20, 30 years of experience, but you never got your certs. You're never going to level up, okay? You're never going to get that lead position. You're never going to get that supervisor management position. And that's ultimately what I sh- we, we should be shooting for uh, in some way or another, okay, is to get that, you know, that higher paying position so we can ultimately uh, feed our families a little bit more or just, you know, support our livelihoods a little bit better. And so, yeah, so in our industry, uh, those certifications is the only way you're going to get that, um, you know, you know, that opportunity to, you know, level up. So think about that. Okay. Um, you know, and, and like I said, you know, when I was a young, you know, I was young, you know, I got my, at 28, I, you know, got my D5 and took my T5 and, uh, that's pretty aggressive. There wasn't too many, um, D5, T5s at that time. This was like in 2008, there was only about 75, uh, D5, T5s. And I remember looking, looking through the state's website to see how many people had their D5 and T5, uh, just to see where, you know, more or less where I stood and just kind of be motivated to, to be amongst, you know, those that had high certification. Didn't mean I knew everything. It didn't mean that, you know, I was better than anybody else, but I just want to know more or less where I stood against my, quote unquote competition. Okay. When you're taking these certification exams, just know that, um, it, you're just going to do one step at a time, right? You can't psych, your, psych yourself out. You got to concentrate on the material you're studying. You got to put in the work and you got to know that, you know, you're going to do your best. You're going to work hard at it and, uh, you're going to get out what you put in, you know, you just get in the zone. When you take the exam, you should come out on top. You should come out, you know, on a positive. And, and then what's going to happen is you're going to pass that, you know, certification and then you're going to take the next one. Okay. You don't, Make make sure that you know you don't take a break in between exams. Now I understand some people have to you know they have they kind of get uh, plateaued and they can't get any higher. But um, if you can get your D five and your T five whatever, just keep going because there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of repetitive uh, questions in each one of these state exams that carry over from distribution to treatment and and just the, set, the study habits in general uh, will carry on uh, to treatment and distribution. So. Uh, once you get started on these exams, just keep going until you've kind of plateaued or you can't go any higher um, with getting the certification or can't take any more exams because you're, you know, you're waiting on uh, more time to uh, accrue to get higher level certification. So, um, so yeah, so study tactics, again, you know, set your goals high. You want to ace that test. You don't want a 70%. You want to ace the test. Okay. Space practice versus mass practice. Again, that's just quality over quantity. Write what you read, okay? That's, you know, making notes, making notes, making flashcards of the stuff that you read because, again, you read it, okay? You write it. You're visualizing yourself writing it or drawing pictures to, you know, identify what that topic was, okay? Just more ways to digest that information. And then set the moods. Uh, again, just, you know, some nice music um, just to get you to, you know, ease your mind a little bit. And uh, don't psych yourself out. Just concentrate on the material just because you might have, Fail the last exam doesn't mean you're going to fail the next one. The great Abraham Lincoln said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Okay. So that means it's all about the preparation. Okay. If you, if you, uh, you study hard, you work hard at it and then good things will come. But if, if you wait to the end to study, it's not likely that you're going to pass. 
some people have photographic memories and uh, that works for them. But um, for the majority of us, we got to just study hard and, and, you know, work at it, put in the time and, you know, good things will come from it. Okay. So on your, on your state's website, that's going to tell you what the expected range of knowledge is. Okay. Or need to know, uh, information. Um, some states call it uh, need to know information. Uh, California, we call it expected range of knowledge. So for, um, distribution, they're going to ask about, uh, source of supply, distribution system operations, piping, water quality, disinfection, water utility management, safety, electricity, pumps and motors, and water distribution math, okay? So in each one of those, there's just a whole list of uh, topics, okay? Like in source supply, they're going to ask about chemical characteristics, physical characteristics, biological uh, and bacteriological characteristics, okay? Groundwater, surface water, uh, hydrological cycle, well location. They're going to ask about all that different stuff under source of supply, okay? And so it's on the state's website. And what I did... Just go through that, expect a range of knowledge. And what I did was I got a spiral notebook and I wrote uh, chemical characteristics, physical characteristics. And I'd skip few, a few lines between each one. And I would go to my textbook or any study material I got from the classes I was taking at Mount Zach or Citrus. And I would just write a paragraph up to a page on each one of those topics. That way I knew at least about, you know, a paragraph to a page worth of material on each one of those topics. And if I saw it on a general, uh, in a multiple choice question, I can do process of elimination, okay? But if I didn't cover any of the material that they asked me in the test, then I'm not going to be expected to know anything, right? So, again, they give you the expected range of knowledge. They give you the list of all the all the topics they're going to quiz us on. So, study it. And so that spiral notebook, you know, was, was kind of my, like, my holy grail for studying. And it got me all the way through my, you know, my D5 and, you know, taking my T5. But, uh, but yeah, so that's that expected range of knowledge is key into passing these certifications and uh, making your own notes is is really good. Okay, so my study guides, my study guides um, um, are classified, or the uh, topics are classified based on the uh, subject matter and the expected range of knowledge, and just kind of pick through each one of them and talk about them. Okay, and that's what we're going to do in these podcasts. Is I'm going to pick all these different topics, and we're just going to talk about each one of them. Okay, and, and we're going to use it as flashcards for your exams. Okay. So that's all uh, basically I have for um, when it comes to studying, right? And we're going to talk about some more stuff in the, in the future. But when it comes to study tips and tactics, um, you listen to it a couple times and then hopefully this stuff makes sense to you. But uh, again, recapping on what we talked about, we talked about um, going online to whatever your state's website is. Uh, California, it's California uh, State Water Resource Control Board. Okay, just Google it. It'll come up. Uh, operator Certification Program distribution operators or treatment operators okay it's going to tell you all you know anything you need to know about getting your application in okay so so yeah so we talked about uh the website we talked about uh study tactics okay how to kind of uh, get in the zone and, and make sure you're focusing on the right material uh talked about where we're going to get those books from okay or, or where those uh, that information is coming from what books that the, they're generating our uh, test questions on we talked about um you know the topics creating your own notes right right what you read and all that good stuff make sure that when you're studying um, you're able to focus and kind of hone in on all the information that you're trying to review because when you take this state exam uh, what's going to happen is you're going to have three to four hundred five hundred people taking the state exam in there with you and uh, everybody's going to be stressing out and you don't want to worry about any of that stuff it's just you and that test in the room that's it there's nobody else just you in that room and uh, and so you go in and knock it out of the park, okay? That's uh, that's what I got for you on this one. This is, again, study tactics and uh, getting, getting prepared for the state exam. So uh, I'll catch you on the next one, all right? Peace. Peace.